Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Bertrand. I'm your guide back to knowing, loving, and living who you are, which is how we exit codependency. It's how we reclaim ourselves after narcissistic abuse, after neglect. And we come back to, or we come into creating a life that we want to live, a life that we find joy in, and doing what we're here to do, whatever that might be. So I'm excited to have you here. As you can tell, I'm feeling a touch better, got a little more energy back, even though today the Mr. Kidney Stone, I'm currently calling it Mr. Terror Stone, is on the move, but mm, it's going to, you know, go. <laughs> so it's good to see you guys. Let me know how you're doing in the comments <coughs> below. And so today we're going to be doing episode number two of How to Nurture Ourselves. We're going to be talking about becoming a self-parent or what I call intrapersonal nurture. Before we get to that, you need to share this out to the community, which is your safe haven here on the internet, where you can find tools, guidance, and support coming back to who you are and exiting the need for codependency. And also, you know, discovering you're not alone in this, that this isn't what you've gone through isn't a product of who you are. You didn't create that. It's something that you've gone through. It's something that is actually more common than it ought to be. I mean, frankly, guys, my business shouldn't exist, in my opinion. Uh, we, we, we ought to be more healthy and loving each other and things like that. But you're not alone in what you've been through. And the community gives you an insight into your into that, that you're not alone, that that you're not crazy, that what you went through is real, it was legitimate, it actually happened, that you're not making it up in your mind, and that there is a way back to freedom, back to happiness, back to well-being, back to peace. And the community will support you in that journey. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and if you're on the podcast, just go to my website, freetheself.com, click the link above, and you can join us right there, or you can Google it. It's Thriving Beyond Codependency Community. I'm going to just click a little refresh here and share this out. Once it does its job, maybe it will, maybe it won't, and it is. Okay, cool. And voila, there we go. Okay, so again, lovely to see you guys here. Thank you for just being here with me and spending some time with me and giving, giving me a little bit of your time and your energy in our journey today. So... How to self-parent. So in the nurture course, self-parenting is one of the two components to what I call the nurture process. So a nurture process is this two-part practice I teach my students and clients that help them build reliable, consistent, and available nurturing in their world. Now, in the experience of neglect... We have not learned how to parent ourselves because we haven't internalized a loving parent. So in children, when we're growing up, we're, we're developing from our little baby stage, you know, infant, baby, toddler, terror, five-year-old, so on and so forth there. Our, <clears throat> we are, our brains are being trained to do certain things and to see ourselves a certain way, to respond to ourselves in a particular way. This is what's called reflection. So 
child A has parent A, and parent A shows love to the child when the child's in distress, when the child feels shame, when the child is confused. Parent A is sheltering them, guiding them, reflecting back to them what's going on for them, uh, reinforcing for them the reality that they're safe, they're loved, they're valued. That child's going to internalize this consistency as a healthy internal parent. So this internal parent starts to feed the child that same messaging. So within the child, they have this voice, this programmed voice is like, you've got this, I love you, I've got your back, you're okay, I'm here with you, I'm here for you, um, I see you, I love you, I value you, I'm proud of you. That's the kind of inner dialogue they start to develop because that's what they're receiving from outside themselves. But in a neglect situation, in an abusive dynamic, we internalize the internal parent as a critic and not as a, as a nurturer. It's like, why aren't you doing this better? Why aren't you? Why did you do that? You're stupid. What's wrong with you? Why didn't you know better? You should have known better. Things like that will become internalized. And then that will start speaking to the child as programming. And this is where we develop that inner critic that inner um, saboteur that shows up and just attacks us whenever we're doing something, whether it's positive or negative. And this internal parent is how we, if we were in a healthy dynamic, this is how we would be parenting ourselves. We'd be caring for ourselves, nurturing ourselves that way. But if we come from the neglected background, we come from the codependent, or the, the abusive background where we developed the codependency to survive, we've internalized this internal critic that's then parenting us through cruelty, through neglect, through being ignored. Like my internalized parent is both critical and avoidant. It's not available. So when I would lean into acknowledging my feelings, there would just be shame, emptiness, numbness. Like, no, that's not allowed. These are wrong things. See, that internal response we have to needs, wants, and feelings isn't, a, isn't a, a natural result from ourselves. It's a programmed result from what we've experienced uh, from others. We've had this reflected to us, and then we've internalized it as our programming. And once we understand that that's what's going on, then it comes to this journey of reparenting ourselves where we have to learn how to become the self-parent we needed this is a learning curve this is not an easy thing to do and it is a lifelong practice of discovering it so and it was it's only been in the last four-ish years of my own development that i've really got a grasp on this inner parent concept and how it works. So if you've struggled with this, if this is something you're like, wow, this is big, I don't know what to do with it, you're not, you're not alone. <laughs> this is a very, very challenging aspect of work because we're trying to do something we don't have any relationship to, we don't have a whole lot of experience with in order to, to actually do it effectively. So one place I start in self-parenting is to understand the role of the self-parent and what it's supposed to do. So for me, uh, my role as a self-parent to myself is to provide consistency, firmness, structure, 
and shelter. So can I connect to myself and find a care? Am I going to be a safe place for me right now? I used to not be. I used to really, really loathe myself. I'd, I, a feeling would come up in me and I would attack it. I would shame it. I would deny it. I didn't like me. I didn't care for me. That's my big inner critic talking there. So what I started to do is care for the pain that the inner critic was expressing. And how that sounds a little backwards, kind of triggering or maybe activating, that's very understandable if it is. But it was the gateway I chose because that was the first pain that emerged. And I did that using a practice that's now called ALI, which stands for Acknowledge, Legitimize, and Integrate. In other words, I'd acknowledge that, you know, I really do feel all this shame about this and all this this resentment and anger and hate towards myself. Well, no wonder I do. No wonder. I, I was shown shame. I was shown resentment. I was shown anger for saying what I wanted, asking for what I needed, for being myself. So no wonder I feel this way. With that practice, I started to find a lot of peace emerging, like maybe I'm not the problem. Maybe I'm not bad after all. Maybe this wasn't a problem to begin with. And it started to break down this, this pain and, and, and allow me to grieve and integrate it, which allowed me to get more contact with the needs that were behind it. This is how I started to self-parent was by caring for the pain that showed up first. Not an easy process, a very delicate, gentle process. As sometimes I could only do one minute of at a time. Because it takes a lot of capacity to access one's self-hate and then regulate and care for the pain there and without you know going into the cycle. So this is a very delicate practice, but it started with ALI, acknowledge, legitimize, and integrate that pain. Then it emerged into learning how to talk to myself in ways that were comforting to me. I had to experiment with a lot of different phrasing for me, but I've learned that if I, if I am kind and direct with myself, I tend to receive it the best. So it's more like if I'm feeling shame, I'm like, I see your shame. It's understandable. I'm here for you. I just hold gentle space with that part of myself. Sometimes a visualization of me just cradling myself, my younger self, would be there. A lot of times I would go into the bathroom and make eye contact with myself and say those words to myself. And allow that to interface with myself. Like, I'm real, I'm seeing myself, I'm here. And this became the intrapersonal nurture process I teach in Nurture. This is how I teach you how to create these new internal parent resources that those healthy people get, those people who had healthy childhoods, what they've internalized in that healthy parent. I teach you how to internalize a healthy parent for you by becoming this healthy parent for you. Because now, a lot of times when I'm in distress or I'm in pain or I'm confused, that inner that new inner parent shows and it's like, hey, I got you. We're here. We're okay. You know, we're going to see this through. And it's okay if we don't feel safe. It's okay if we don't feel like things are great. I love you. I love you and I'm here with you. We're, we're going to get through this together. And that really empowers 
<clears throat> and, and, and comforts me. It brings this sense of, of safety to my experience that I can rely on me. This is something I've worked on for a long time and cultivated. I'm going to teach you in nurture how to do that faster so that you don't have to do it for years, but over about six months, I think you can get that. A lot of students get it internalized about that fast, and they're like, wow, this is just showing up for me. Because we create these things called nurture objects, which exist within our subconscious, and then the body and the brain start to utilize them to help care for ourselves. One of mine is is a, um, um, a loving mother that's always available. And it just wraps me in her arms and just holds me and cares for me just exactly the way I need. So I teach you how to do that because we need these internal resources, these internal experiences to help us self-regulate and self-parent ourselves. The other aspect with self-parenting is discipline. And I don't mean punishment. I mean structure. It means I have values I follow and I follow them to the T as much as possible. And one of the things that I chose early on is um, valuing my integrity, which means I own 100% of my feelings, my choices, my actions, and my desires. I kept reclaiming that from people and from other individuals because, uh, and, and from, from expectations of what things would be. Because I wanted to be rescued. I wanted to be parented by someone. And when I had to come to terms with becoming my own self-parent, I was not happy about this idea. I was pretty upset by it because I'd had to parent myself my entire life. I didn't get to be raised. I had to raise them and myself. So I had a lot of anger and a lot of resentment there. I mean, even a little right now <laughs> from this aspect of self. And that's understandable because I've had to do a lot of work, both for me and I'd have to deal with them. That's not what any child should have to deal with. And so when it became time to learn how to parent myself, I had a lot of resentment and anger there. I was just like, really? Now I have to do this now. As I leaned into it and legitimized that pain, I started that practice of self-parenting. And that allowed me to get more integrated into my wholeness and into my power as an individual what I call personal autonomy or sovereignty. And that's where I adopted those principles of I, I, I take 100% responsibility for my thoughts, my feelings, my desires, my choices, and my actions. Because that helped me liberate from the need to be rescued and actually care for the part of me that needed rescuing. I rescued that inner child. I cared for him. We went through the grief of not being parented and not being loved. And sometimes we still do. Some of this stuff may tarry with us in our lives for a long time. It's okay. We're not here to become free of all the traumas. We might. We might not. It doesn't matter. What I have learned is if I'm in a conscious, consistent response of love and care for myself, I'm able to succeed and thrive in my life despite what I've been through and despite what else might need healing because none of it is a block anymore. All of it is part of the journey in, in understanding and discovering who I am and what my wholeness is. So, But that rescue, that aspect of self that needs rescue, we bring them home. 
We care for them. We nurture them. It helps us mature into our adulthood, into our adult persona and, and becoming more anchored in who we choose to be. I hear you there, Shaney. The the desire to be rescued and the resentment and anger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's completely legitimate. It is not something that's shameful or wrong. It's valid, it's legitimate, it's real. It makes sense because if we haven't been parented, if we haven't been sheltered, we haven't been nurtured and cared for, we're gonna we we likely ended up being the parent in some respect for the parent regulating their emotions taking care of them where they were should have been doing that for us so becoming self-parenting becoming able to nurture ourselves internally is a journey of reconnection to the legitimacy of our feelings our wants and our needs and then healing the pain that we experience towards ourselves because there's one thing about inner child work is that we have a relationship to that inner child and that inner child has a relationship to us. And sometimes those are not, um, the, the, those are very painful uh, or sometimes unhealthy relationships. Like maybe we resent the inner child. Maybe we don't want it because it's gotten in the way of things. Maybe it's because it sabotaged certain things. I have definitely felt that. And sometimes that inner child doesn't like you not happy with you because you've sabotaged its needs you've gotten in its way things of that nature and so there is a a repair process that has to begin there and i start that with ali i acknowledge legitimize and integrate the pain that i feel about the interference i experienced from the child and i ali the pain the child experienced my inner child experienced with my interference parenting god do both that takes work, it takes time, it takes care, and that's okay. That's real healing. Nothing. I, I don't find healing to, to be instant a lot of the time. Sometimes it is. I've experienced them myself. But a lot of times it's a journey. It's a journey of discovery and expansion. And it's about, oh, this is, this is what's here. This is what's real for me, and then we integrate it. We learn who we are now with this integration and move forward from there. So we take healing from that point of view of discovery. It becomes a lot easier to move through what shows up for us. And we don't sabotage ourselves by expecting to reach an outcome. Because healing is not outcome-based. Healing is discovery-based. What will I discover about myself today as I do my work? So becoming a self-parent starts with acknowledging the experience you've had with your inner child, with yourself, with your needs, and legitimizing that. Second step is to restore connection to the inner children within you. And I do that starting with a reflection practice in the nurture course where we take a picture of, the, of a younger aspect of ourself, like a five-year-old or three-year-old or something. We make eye contact with ourselves in that picture and we speak lovingly to it. We hold space with the child that is there. Allow ourselves to warm up to the idea of our inner self being present with us and us being present with that self. And we practice this, this journey of ALI with it. And then I teach you how to create those nurture objects so those children can get nurtured and cared for when they're ready for that. 
that's what we do in the nurture course so the nurture course is available for enrollment it's open right now we start october 4th so about a week and a half away from starting um, it's eight weeks long for the live version the recorded version will also be eight weeks long that'll be released in november so you'll be welcome to that as well it includes lifetime access to the recordings it really includes lifetime access to any future updates of the course and also gets you lifetime access to the heal yourself strategy which is my core codependency healing course where i help you restore safety sanity and sovereignty which gives you the foundation for thriving beyond codependency and it gives you lifetime access to my twice a week live support trainings called live mentoring hours that happen on tuesdays and thursdays where you can get one-on-one -on -one support from me in a secure zoom room along with other students getting guidance in your life so that is open for enrollment link is above on facebook below on youtube and it's in the description if you're listening via podcast so come and join us because there's like what 254 of us that have gone through that course so come and join the community and discover for yourself uh, fulfillment connection and belonging because it help you heal that emptiness that loneliness and that disconnection we feel because of neglect so come join us be excited to have you as a student and contribute to your journey back to your well-being and happiness so thank you guys for showing up today thank you for supporting me for the positive feedback for letting me know the impact i have on your world it means a lot to me because sometimes doing this work is a little scary sometimes getting out there and speaking about this stuff can be a little intimidating so i'm grateful to get your feedback and to understand my impact in your world Remember, as always, go gently with yourselves. Remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I will see you guys in our next episode. Okay, bye-bye.